0: in case you missed it, on Newsbreak.
1: Well, we're talking about Easter already, the Easter festive season. Did I just hear correctly? (laughs) Is that how quickly time is flying? Well, it is indeed four minutes past 12 o'clock here this Saturday afternoon. Welcome to the programme Newsbreak Talk today. I'm Tariya Shari Prashad, keeping you company with another riveting discussion. Uh, Definitely something that's going to get you talking because for the past few weeks I've noticed that... You have a lot to say about the current political developments in the country, specifically within the ANC and the top brass of government even. Um, so definitely um, something very close to your heart. And I thought let's let's, let's go ahead and give this a bash and an, an analytical view on um, a lot of what we're seeing. Uh, and I think two major issues come to mind then when we look at it, of course, that is, um, you know, the, the, what do you call it, the statement by president jacob zuma that he will not um adhere to the constitutional court's ruling that he appear before the zondo commission and actually answer every question posed to him Uh, so definitely that was a major um you know sort of defiance of the constitutional court ruling of course president jacob former president jacob zuma uh requesting initially that um deputy chief justice Raymond zondo recuse himself from the commission, and of course that decision was then taken where it, you know, was decided that he would not, um, and therefore the matter went to the constitutional court, and thereby the ruling comes that President, former President Jacob Zuma, must then appear before the Zondo Commission. Since that time, a lot of visits to President Jacob Zuma's home in Nkandla uh, from opposition leader Julius Malema to a, a, form, a police um, minister, Bekekele, who's just recently visited him as well. And a lot of pleasure of support coming through from various organizations, um, various walks of the political uh, f- uh, you know, uh, framework that South Africa has. So very interesting, that particular dynamic nonetheless. And then we have the fresh court appearance of ANC Secretary uh, General Ace Magashule, who... Um, yesterday said he's done nothing wrong and he's waiting for his day in court to prove that so uh him of course coming into um you know into the uh, framework there for um allegations of corruption with regard to an asbestos tender uh in the free state of course this came around the time that is magashule served as the premier of the free state so um incredible to know the impact this is having on the political framework because, again, a lot of support coming through for Magashule, saying that he is, you know, being a victim, of course, the ANC, MKV, AS, uh, the association there, saying that it's a witch hunt, both cases. So you could definitely link that up. So we are going to just look at some of the issues on the table here. We are going to talk about it in a bit of a length. And then we are going to to be crossing over to our political expert who's going to help us understand um, this in its entirety. But like I said, this is definitely something that's been very close to your heart and I'd love to know your thoughts on it. For me, an interesting part of this conversation and the dynamic is the step-aside conversation that took place at the ANC-NEC meeting recently. Um, Should those who are in being investigated or have strong allegations of corruption over their head should they step aside from their role within ANC. Um, so that's definitely something um, that is doing the rounds. A lot of ANC officials implicated, of course, Esmaga Magashule, Of course, there have been uh, many others implicated in a lot of scandals. So we look to that issue as well. But let's talk about that particular point, because ANC Secretary General Ace Magashule says the issue of stepping aside by party leaders who are alleged to be involved in corrupt activities has been taken back to the ANC structures for consideration. He says until such time uh, that the ANC structures make a decision, the issue has been out to rest. Magashule addressed the media after his court appearance in Bloemfontein, um, and, of course, this was definitely a very heightened um, and very uh, anticipated address. Abongile Dumako reports. A
0: media contingent seeking to get ANC Secretary-General Esma Khashule's response to what transpired in court. He says in the midst of the calls for him to step aside pending his corruption court case, his fate lies within the ANC structures.
2: And our structures, the basic units, uh, will actually discuss those matters. That's why we are taking them there. Remember, the highest decision-making board is the National Executive Committee, which appoints people, which elect leaders, and uh, if you have to do certain things, you have to go back and further get the mandate from those structures.
0: Agashule has confirmed that the party's top six will be meeting with former President Jacob Zuma soon
2: as the top six, uh, the National Executive Committee has mandated us and we have interacted with President Zuma to have uh, an engagement meeting, which uh, all of us, uh, we have been actually uh, looking forward to have. So that meeting will take place. We will show once all the necessary arrangements are made, we will inform you that uh, such a meeting will actually, that's the meeting which is necessary and important for the agency.
0: He has thanked his supporters for coming to encourage him this time and for observing COVID-19 regulations.
2: And we just wanted to show that we have to lead by example, by making sure that we encourage the South African public to behave in a particular way, to always uh, respect the restrictions and protocols, sanitize, I was impressed that I saw a lot of people wearing masks. And the crowd that gathered today, even under these lockdown restrictions, seems to have done everything possible
0: to comply. Makashule says he's still ready to clear his name in court because he says he's confident that he will be victorious in the matter. I'm Abongile Tumako in Plumfontein.
1: I want to stay with Ace Magashule now because police in the Free State have confirmed that they are investigating a case of illegal gathering following the court appearance of ANC Secretary General Ace Magashule in the Bloemfontein Magistrates Court. Supporters of Magashule, some from as far afield as Mpumalanga and Gauteng, turned out in their numbers to attend the court proceedings. Tabiso Hadebe reports. Under alert level three of the lockdown regulations,
3: all social and political gatherings are prohibited. Oum a military veterans' association spokesperson, Carl Niehaus, has accused police of being used to fight political battles.
2: Now, why is there this vindictive approach from the South African police service? It is just a continuation of the trumped-up charges against Comrade H Magashule. It is just a continuation of the manner in which President Zuma is being treated. What we increasingly are seeing in this country is a dictatorship of the legal side of the judiciary. And that judiciary and that dictatorship is now overruling the democratic expression and processes in this country free state
3: police say a case was opened under the disaster management act against those who organized illegal gathering Spokesperson Mutansi Machel. After situational analysis and calculating the risks associated with dispersing crowds, a decision was taken, as guided by the law, rather to open a case under Disaster Management Act against those who organized this illegal gathering. The Provincial Commissioner already instructed the District Commissioner for Mangal Metro to put a team together to gather more information and make sure that the case is tabled before the court as soon as possible. Some supporters of the ANC Secretary General Ace Mahashule have opposed growing calls for him to step down from his position. They say Mahashule should be presumed innocent until proven otherwise.
4: If then you are judging
5: a person based on the appearance of the court in in the court of law, you are saying you are simply saying the person is guilty. I think this policy that says uh, people must step aside. Uh, is not working for us because we might end up having no leadership.
4: South Africa needs leaders like Comrade Ace This is to attack our leaders. This is to make sure that the leaders that work within the ANC have been they, they prosecuted for not doing anything. So I'm saying Comrade Ace is innocent.
3: ANC supporters have vowed to also support Mahashule during his trial at the High Court where the case has been transferred. Tabi Khadebe in Bloemfontein.
1: Definitely, I think um, the fact that it's it's got the attention of the police is interesting to wonder. I know that Ace Magashule himself said yesterday, "I don't see a crowd." So um, I think you know you also have to look at it on the situation. Was there actually a crowd, and was it within confines? Um, so definitely, that's something that is you know a side issue on the issue on the issue of Ace Gashule itself. Uh, you will remember that the state alleges that between June and 2015 and January 2016, Magashule either received or benefited from unlawful payments to more than um, one million rand from the late Diamond Hill trading director Pekolomzi Igo Pambani and that is basically what the state is alleging in its case against Ace Magashule. Now to another very important issue. Keep your messages coming through, your voice notes coming through. We are going to take some of them now, and then we are crossing over to Professor Dokotza, who is going to be helping us understand the political dynamics on the table here uh, a little bit later, and then we can, you know, definitely have a bit more of an understanding into this. Uh, But let's now talk about the... um, What's been happening in Nkandla? Because some senior ANC leaders from various provinces have been visiting former President Jacob Zuma at his Nkandla home since Monday to pledge their support. EFF leader Julius Malema became the first prominent leader to visit the former president just a few days after Zuma announced his intentions to snub the Zondo Commission. MKMVA members have also been camping outside Zuma's home since Sunday. Vusi Makosini compiled this report.
5: There has been a high of activities outside former President Jacob Zuma's Ganda homestead since the public announced he was not going to march at the Zondo Commission. A number of people, including politicians, have been in and out of his home. The latest to visit Zuma. ...has been some ANC leaders from Pumanaga province, some of whom are said to be senior party leaders in the province, mayors and regional leaders. Almost all those who have visited him thus far have been keeping details of their discussions with the former president close to their chests. Among the reasons Zuma bases his reasons for refusing to appear at the Zondo Commission is that he believes Deputy Judge President Raymond Zondo is out to get him using the commission. He questions the commission's reasons to rush to take him to the constitutional court while there is a pending review application against Justice Zondo's decision. This was after Zondo dismissed Zuma's application for him to recuse himself when the former president appears at the commission. Zuma's family says the former president is undeterred by Judge Zondo's decision to approach the constitutional court to ask the court for a term of imprisonment on Zuma. As the ANC's top leadership plans to persuade Zuma, the former president says he stands by his decision. Zuma's son, Edward, explains.
6: If the leadership of the ANC want to engage with former president Zuma, they are free to do that. I mean, former president Zuma is their member. He's a member of the African National Congress. Whatever the leadership requests, he will be able to listen to them. However, what we want to emphasize if ever they are trying uh, or their attempt is to convince him to change the decision that is taken, well, I might as well say it now. It's not going to happen. We're sticking to what we've said. Whether you try and convince him or not convince him, he's not going to
5: change. And we're maintaining the position. We support him. Meanwhile, a group of Mkondo Sizwe military veterans members have continued camping outside Zuma's house. They vow to protect Zuma. Mkduzim is one of the members of Mkondo military veterans camping outside Zuma's home.
6: until further notice, Askazu Kamba, Suamba, until Ubaba Messers is satisfied. I We are prepared to die, we are prepared to go to as Commander Way to Lona,
3: visited
6: the former i at his to home. Party the General Kenan am going to the
5: niger to the former president. the the uh from where we're coming from as national freedom party um after obviously engaging with the president um contrary to the narrative that is out there we are of the view that uh, the, the president has got uh, um, uh, fair reasoning and we, we do support his stance at the moment and uh, we will continuously support him going forward and we did uh, assure the president that uh, he will never walk alone after engaging him, we have the view that uh, some of the president's rights have been trampled upon. That's why we are saying that uh, we will support him. Last week, EFF leader Julius Malema, who had a long standing fallout with Zuma dating back at a time when he was expelled from the ANC, surprisingly visited Zuma to discuss some matters over a cup of tea. Malema was accompanied by former party national chairperson, Advocate Dalim Ofu. In those private talks, there was also Zuma Stone supporters, Egu Ruleni May, Amzwandi Demasina, and ANCNEC member Tony Engini. I am Vusi Makosing in Ganda.
1: Wow. That's all I can muster on that entire Unkandla situation. I really wish we knew what was said there. What's brewing? I don't know. But definitely something for us to dissect and, you know, maybe try and connect some dots and see what we can come up with. Uh, but interesting times politically, isn't it? So, yeah, we're going to come. When we come back, we're going to go to some of your messages, your voice notes, and then uh, a little bit later, we're going to cross over to Professor Darkotso who's going to talk to us at length about all that's on the table politically.
0: news from the TV license office with our new SMS balance inquiry function you can now get your TV license balance conveniently on your cell phone SMS your ID number or TV license number to 44210 and voila 44210 standard SMS rates apply quick and easy TV licenses make a difference
2: Big
3: up to you and fair to with the big dreams. You work hard, stop at nothing, and make izag. We respect your hustle. At ShopRite, we know a thing or two about that. We buy in bulk before prices spike to keep them low when inflation strikes. We stock up early and negotiate. We subsidize. We innovate. With a single coin, you can buy bread. That's how we operate. Like you, we made our name by changing the game. So from one fighter to another, let's stand proud beside each other. We'll make sure every rand you spend works as hard as you do. ShopRite.
1: Lower prices you can trust. Always. Newsbreak talk. It's just after 20 past one on the program. I'm Tadesh Hari Pashad. Very good afternoon to you. I'm going to go to some voice notes now. Uh, here's one from Mr. A.N. Govender.
5: Good day, Therish. Procrastination is a thief of time. On 15 February, law enforcement officers should have arrested Zuma for defying the summons. Now his supporters are having tea parties, which reminds one of the Boston Tea Party. Even the MK veterans, many of whom were born after the apartheid era, are camping in Kandla and feasting on the Estina dairy cows. Like-minded individuals are supporting Zuma. This reveals the deep divisions within the party. It's about time to vote out the kleptocrats and bring about some semblance of order in this country. Thank you.
1: Well, Mr. Governor, thank you very much for that. We've got a message from Kalashakti. Shakti. Hello, Kalashakti.
0: Good day, Taresh. Hope you're keeping well. Tarish, I think in politics, too many has got away with too much for too long.
1: So I think in the next election, there need to be drastic changes. Thank you. Do have a lovely weekend, Kala Shakti. You as well. Daniel Challen. Hello there, sir. How are you? Good
6: afternoon, Newsbreak team. This is Daniel Joshua Challen. As far as the COVID-19 protocol is concerned, government makes rules and regulations and laws, and our law enforcement officers supposed to enforce the law. I can't see the strength of the law enforcement officers when they go to Jacob Zuma's place. There's chief of the, the Minister of Police and you see people breaking the protocol and nothing is being done to them. Ace goes to the uh, court there's hundreds of people in the ground in the park law enforcement officers are there they do nothing about it. they want to investigate the uh, uh, people that were there. What is there to investigate when the public side they know they are defied, the laws and the protocol why couldn't they do something and break up that illegal gathering i don't think our law enforcement officers are strong enough we need to get a stronger law enforcement officers and i believe those that were there should be disciplined
1: for not carrying out the law enforcement thank you and god bless you on to you as well there mr Chellen. um so a lot of messages that I came through we've got um Judy from Manor Gardens, it's sad to see what is going on with our government. Our president said that he will not accept corruption, but we have not heard of imprisonment of all those politicians who have had their hands in the money laundering um, scandal. We have a corrupt government, so there will never be a solution unless these people are brought to book. Rambamudli from Phoenix says Ramaphosa must step in to deal with this ongoing problem with Zuma and Esmaga Magashule. He is the president. Oh, wow. Stephen Gerard from Umklanga, I don't know if I got the area wrong, says if ANC causes corruption, they should be removed from cabinet and a new one should take over. Zahir Denbal from Phoenix says if, uh, if the once president of South Africa, Zuma, can refuse coming to courts, yet he repeatedly said he wants his day in court, does that now show and prove lawlessness in South Africa and the rich and poor have different rights? Sanjay from Peter Mattersburg also weighing in on that point. Thanks for your contribution, Sanjay. Louis Pillay says uh the former president Jacob Zuma had 783 charges. Why must the uh, Minister of Police visit him, him uh visit him? So yeah, those are the uh messages that have come through today on the program. Um Pran mohabir as well enjoying the program from Togela Rail. So keep your messages coming through. Um Shamilam Maharaj from Stanger says the Zuma topic is an ongoing one. No matter how rich you are, sitting in that golden chair it doesn't mean people um, should fear. If you did the crime, face it and end and and um, yeah, you should face it. So definitely Shamilam Maharaj with some strong views today on the program. Viz from Phoenix says, um, okay, different point there. Viz, we're not really focusing on that right now. Okay, so yeah, when we come back then, we begin our conversation with Professor Darkoza and hopefully we can provide you know, some sort of understanding into um, the points being raised here today on the programme. Stay tuned.
2: The stage is set for another glittering performance in the Top 14 Clash this weekend.
1: Second place, La
2: Rochelle, knows that only Victory against Stade Francais will make their top spot ambitions possible. The Cross will suffer as La Rochelle play up to their position in the top half. Catch the mouth-watering battle between La Rochelle and Stade Francais this Saturday, the 20th of February at 4pm. Live on SABC2, SABC Sport DTT channel and Telcom One. Proudly brought to you by SABC
0: Sport. Registration for 2021 at the Durban University of Technology will only be online. First-year students can register from the 1st of March and returning students can register from the 22nd of February. Research Masters and Doctoral registrations have commenced. For late applications or a change of mind, contact the Central Applications Office. No walk-in applications or inquiries are permitted on campus. Visit www.dut.ac.za for more information. DUT. Envision 2030. Improving Lives and Livelihoods. Nothing but the best. The official drive with Lloyd Paul.
1: Durban-based occupational therapist, Law received the COVID-19 vaccine this
0: morning. She joins us live now. We needed to register online and a voucher number was sent to you electronically. The actual vaccine was absolutely painless. You then had to sit in an observation area
7: for 15 minutes just to be observed to see if you have any side effects and then you could return to work.
3: Well, now that the vaccination process has started, do you think this will help improve the morale of healthcare workers
7: Definitely Lloyd. Already in a single day, the morale has increased dramatically. It is as though weight has been lifted and the end is in sight. The statistics of this particular Johnson & Johnson vaccine is very impressive. It offers 57% protection against mild disease and
0: 85% against severe disease and completes against hospitalization and death. So it is definitely positive and it's a very positive vibe for everybody in the hospital. Lotus yeah. yeah. Share the experience. Yeah.
1: Okay, welcome back to Newsbreak Talk with me, Tarish Hadi Prashad. We are talking about some of um, the issues on the political table right now. President Jacob Zuma not wanting to appear before the Zondo Commission and the recent uh, court appearance by ANC Secretary General Ace Maga Shule. So very happy to be joined on the line by Professor Dirk Kutsir, the Professor in Political Sciences at the University of South Africa. Professor Kutsier, thanks so much for your time. Thank you very much. Thank you. Professor Kutsi, I think, um, you know, before, and of course we'll possibly di- dissect the two issues separately, but just generally when we look at it right now, um, do you think there's an intersection between... Um, a lot of, you know, issues and discussions we're seeing right now within the ANC. On the table is President Jacob Zuma's reluctance to appear before Zondo Commission, ANC Secretary General Ace Magashule insisting he's innocent. Uh, along this time, there's the discussion at the ANC-NEC about stepping down of ANC officials who are implicated in um, allegations of corruption or anything illegal. And a great sort of, you know, pushback from the likes of the MKVA, and various others pledging support uh, to those who are embattled right now. When you look at all of this, is there an intersection?
7: Yes, I think there is. Um, if you look at the two main figures at the moment, uh, personalities, that of President Zuma and Aysnagashule, in a sense, they are accused of the same thing. Um, it's, the details are obviously different, but it is about the, uh, first of all, President Zuma going back to the um, to the arms deal of the 1990s and thereafter his period as president. And uh, in the case of Oysma Kusuli, his time as premier in the, east, uh, in the Free State, which coincided with the period of President Zuma as, as president. The notion of, of state capture is applicable to both of them. Um, and, and also then, on the other hand, um, as, the, as the countermeasures is that of a President um, Ramaphosa of trying to deal with the, the legacy of, of the Zuma years, um, both from a financial, fiscal point of view, as well as from a moral point of view with respect to the, the impact of corruption and the, the influence that it still has um, in that relationship between government and the private sector. Um, And I think that that is really goes to the heart of the matter. And the the fact that I think so many persons potentially can become implicated in who are members of the National Executive Committee and other positions in the ANC or being senior persons, officials in government, um, that for them it is, on the one hand, it's it's an issue about the principles, but it's also an issue about their personal interests. And I think what we've seen last weekend, for example, at the NEC, though it was very much about Ace Gashule as sort of personifying now this notion of that members must of the ANC must stand aside when they are indicated. Um it, it potentially actually refers to many other persons if it can be in, in the same position ultimately. So it's not only about Ace but it is also about the sort of the moral essence of the ANC and how to to in future be able to, to terminate this, um, that, the fearless pandemic that exists within the ANC um, and to recover their, their moral authority. So I think it, it goes much further than simply the, uh, the the accusations, the charges against a, a few persons.
1: You know, the, the two things come to mind then, Professor Kutsi, as you speak. Uh, the age-old one of... I'm innocent until proven guilty. And this was something that, you know, I do recall President Jacob Zuma always uh, uh, attesting to. I'll have my day in court and let's take it from there. You know, I've done nothing wrong. Um, and Esma Gashule himself now saying that. So there's the, on one hand, you've got that, uh, you know, fundamental principle, innocent until proven guilty. And on the other hand is when you have something, is the apex court pronouncing or, um, you know, ruling on on a particular issue a defiance of that so how then does one juggle that understanding because it seems as if on one hand politicians say well give me the benefit of the doubt and if then a court finds them guilty or you know wanting in their actions they still defy that so how then should society be viewing that
7: This this is a very delicate matter because, you know, this notion that someone must stand aside uh, because there's suspicion that this person might be guilty of something um, can become also a political tool. It can be used in order to simply get get rid of persons who are are problematic within a particular situation for those who are in the top positions. Uh, It is also to be able to get uh, rid of persons who become almost like opponents of that person, or persons who become maybe overly critical. So there, there is that potential and I think that is why such a principle will have to be applied in a very circumspect way, um, and it's that it's not something across the board under all circumstances. But at the same time, I think in the case of President um, Zuma, the, the fact that he has been implicated in, in court judgments already, it's not simply more just Speculation or accusations, but there, there is more firm evidence presented to the Zondo Commission, uh, presented also earlier on to the Shabir Sheikh case, um, and also um, that has been sort of exposed by in, investigative journalists and others. So there, there's a real accumulation of evidence that does exist. Um, And if the the Constitutional Court made made a pronouncement in the form of a ruling that you must attend the zone Commission, that is something which is is something different from this principle that you have to, there's a moral obligation on you to stand aside. Um, This is something which becomes a firm judgment or firm ruling by a court. Um, And based on our principle of the rule of law, the supremacy of the law, um if you defy that um then you are, must be, expect trouble uh, coming to you so that, but Professor say, then the
1: Professor the, uh, the the suggestion or sometimes the, the the counterpoint coming through that it's a witch hunt that um you know no other uh, official was you know constitutionally mandated or rather uh, you know uh, no judgment was cons- passed in the constitutional court to compel others who appeared before Zondo commission to answer all questions but now you have this order for President Jacob Zuma to answer every question um, and, and so many then say you know what happens when the Apex Court is in itself flouting regulations.
7: But, uh, the way in which the court you know, presented it to us as the public is that they make a distinction between what is a constitution uh, a commission and what is a court of law and the and the criminal case or of civil case but specifically a criminal case and that there are differences in terms of the rules that apply. So according to their interpretation, and when we have to accept that they have the highest authority for the interpretation of the Constitution. If that doesn't apply anymore, well, then the notion of, of justice and so on will disappear. Then it is a free for all for everyone to be able to present their own arguments. Um, and I think that's the situation we have to avoid. So it is in in the end, it is uh, the President Zuma can say well this is unfair that we uh, as that the, the court made this ruling uh, with respect to him, but he has now twice um, sort of uh, acted against the the commission or other now the constitutional court judgment. Uh, there's no other witness that were called to the con- uh, to the commission, and some of them did receive summonses to go there. Uh, would did. The something vastly similar, or even similar, to, or to some extent, similar to this. So there's, yeah, I I can't see any comparison between other uh, witnesses um, and President Zuma. Yeah, very um,
1: interesting.
7: And uh, I I think what what uh, uh, Judge Zonder was saying, for example, in the case of uh, Duda Mouyemi, who was the yeah, former chairperson yeah. of the I when she used uh, to, Right, or oh, claim that, she, that she, she, don't want to answer, she doesn't want to answer. Um, according to the he gave an instruction now to the legal team of the commission to, to go back to the transcription of her evidence. And that yeah, there is there's sufficient reason to say that she didn't have in the particular case the right to silence or not to answer that he might be called back in order to provide indeed answers. So, I think what what he has learned is that in some cases the Commission possibly made mistakes um, in applying this principle.
1: Yeah, yeah, interesting point there, Professor Kutze. Let's ask it to you very basically then, President, former President Jacob Zuma's defiance of um, the Constitutional Court order to appear. What do you make of that?
7: Well, I, I think what he tries to do is to to throw down the gauntlet for for everyone that we regard as now his opponent, as, per, as those who want to get rid of him, those who want to see his political and his personal demise. Um, and I think what he, and it, it's an absolutely high-risk uh, strategy that he's is, that is, uh, using because it's basically setting him up in terms of his reputation, his status, his power that he might have, against that of the highest sports in the country. Um, and from my point of view, there is no equal playing field. I mean, he will be in a weak, much weaker position, but he's testing it. And I think what he's trying to do is to, through this, give to his supporters the, the ammunition and arguments to say, well, he's a person of principle. He's a person who, despite everything loaded, being loaded against him, he still sticks to his guns and he still sticks to his convictions and his principles. And that makes him a person that must be respected by everyone. And that is why it is so unfair that he's going to be charged in court. Um, and I think at the same time, I think what he's also sort of testing the waters for, maybe willing being, uh, willing to go to, court, to, to jail for a short while for contempt of court, maybe six months at the most, um, but in the same time, develop a, sen- uh, a, a, a sentiment in public of being seen as a as a victim, as a political, even as a political uh, prisoner, um, and that that will give him the idea of almost being compared with President Mandela and other political prisoners, and and I think this is where he wants to be because then he will say, well, I don't have institutional power like a president, like President Ramaphosa. The fact that he has the powers of government, but I have the power of me as a person in terms of my principles that, that really uh, 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 appeal to a, a large following. And I think this is what he wants to, yeah. to, to do. So What's a framework? So yes, yeah, so it's a political approach from his side versus a legal approach from President Kramopoulos. opposers.
1: Professor, what a wonderful framework you've painted there in terms of that. I mean, you know, of course, if if that is the strategy being employed, um, very powerful, very big. Uh, it's 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 wow. It's voluminous, isn't it? But on that point, then, Professor, I want to say to you, the so much of support that the that President former President Jacob Zuma has um, with regard to this and and to him not appearing, what is it suggesting then about? the way a broad section of south african society um, views the rule of law if you have so much of people aligning toward a defiance of a constitutional court order yes it it, it does uh,
7: address a, a very serious question about this um i think this it's especially within the ANC if we go we go back a bit into history, you know, there was a time in the nineteen nineties and early two thousands where there was lots of um attacks on the on the judiciary and the judges and calling them even someone like Wedding Natasha called them counter revolutionary. Um and that they didn't play their role their developmental role, their transformational role in society and they were simply applying the law in a very positive, sort of a literal way, and not interpreting it for the circumstances of South Africa. So there is a tradition in the ANC, and, and I would say more towards the left and other organizations also, who frown upon the judiciary as saying that they are, in a sense, playing a, co- a conservative role in society. Um, then I would say the majority of South Africans do see the judiciary as a very important component of the constitutional democracy in South Africa. And for many, uh, especially I would say opposition parties, they will see that as one of the main mechanisms that's available to them in order to counter uh, what they cannot achieve in uh, in parliament and in other forms of opposition roles, uh, simply because they are too weak to do that. And the ANC so far has been too powerful in terms of its... uh, Government power, institutional power. So the judiciary does play a a very important role in different aspects. Uh, From a business point of view, the judiciary is absolutely, certainly important in enforcing, for example, property rights, contractual rights. um, The 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 foundation of of the economy and our business. Because without that, um, whatever agreement is reached between. Two companies or two persons or so will actually have no binding value, um, and so the judiciary is in the end the one that really can enforce that so there, there's many roles that the judiciary can play uh, from a security uh, criminal justice point of view also um, which is essential for society, and if that is not respected and accepted. Um, well, then we are in, back to what some old political yeah. uh, philosophers call the,
1: the nature state. Yeah. Professor Kutsia, the fact that so many people are visiting the president now, I mean, it could just be tea, right? And people are allowed to have tea. But, you know, you've got Julius Malema, such a, an instrumental figure in, in, in the um, the Zuma narrative, you know, 2006, 2007, such an, you know, instrumental figure in... in um, Zuma's ascension to power, one could go as far as saying then come 2014, uh, you know, the thorn in the side of Zuma, definitely, a, a, you know, a make or break relationship there. And now they meet for tea, you've got the likes of so many other um, top officials from the ANC going to meet President Jacob Zuma, former President Jacob Zuma. And you've now got Police Minister Becky Kelly as well uh, in conversation, another very influential powerhouse of, of South African politics, a, a KZN, um, you know, honorary. And the ANC top six then are also saying that they're going to be meeting former President Jacob Zuma. All these meetings, what's brewing, Professor? What do you think?
7: I don't think there's anything brewing. I think it's it's an approach from the ANC side, specifically now those closer to President Ramaphosa, um, in order to avoid being accused of the day of a political vendetta against President Zuma that they have uh, or a political strategy against him, which he accuses them of. Um, that, uh, for example, the premier of KwaZulu-Natal and also the ANC's chairperson, provincial chairperson, um, S- Sikalala, he was, this, one of his first responses um, now uh, last week or earlier this week was to say, well, one of the, the mistakes that the ANC possibly made was not to have a dialogue and not to reach out to President Zuma, but rather to push him away and to, in a sense, alienate him. So I think this is possibly the response for that. Um, I don't think it is in order to reach or to come to an agreement uh, because it is, as I said earlier, it's President Zuma wants a political solution, a political agreement, therefore, uh, the, the President Ramaphosa and... The Zondo Commission and others want a legal solution. Uh, a political solution will come down to the idea of conf- making confessions, coming to a, a compromise, which means that from the from side they will have to give up something, not so much President uh, uh, Zuma side. And I, I think that reached the point where they are not willing to do that. So it is, in a sense, meant for the public. I mean, the, the meeting between the EFF and the President Zuma was, Certainly meant for the for the media and for the public because they could have done it behind the scenes. They could have could have had a telephone discussion. you could have gone to uh, Encantla without announcing it. Yeah, yeah, Um, that's I think that's an interesting
1: point, Professor. I mean, surely you know if it's uh, top intel and top secret and a major sort of planning going into um, some sort of you know discussion or or. Know, something behind the scenes brewing like that, it wouldn't be this public, would it?
7: No, well, that, that's exactly my point. So it, it was meant for us to see it and to, that there is supposed to be a message behind it. I think that the problem from a public relations point of view or public communication is that the message is unclear. We don't know, and I still myself struggle to find out what is really behind this, what is the, the meaning of this, of this uh, meeting, um. There are different uh, versions of it. Some say it was that uh, Malema was calling on President Zuma in order to see if they can't form some form of alliance um, against the Zuma, uh, against the Trenoposa part of the ANC. Um, but that in itself is also not so clear. I mean, that is something that they would have done in, in secret or in, in behind the scenes, not in public, because if it fails, it's a bad reflection on the EFF. So in, in that sense, I'm still struggling to find a clear message here, um, because you know of this complete uh, polarisation that existed between the EFF and President Zuma. Um, in a sense, President Zuma was the now for the formation of the EFF, and for them to come back in this very public way um, simply does not make sense at this stage.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think Professor Kutzy to wrap up now, just a final question to you then, and this comes back to the issue of step aside. Um it was a big discussion over the past, I think, two weeks and and and, and you know, uh when you say step aside, immediately the first thing, if you follow politics a lot in South Africa, the first thing that you want to link to that call for stepping aside is factionism. You know, on one hand, one faction wants the other uh, to step aside in a, in, in a way to remove them from, you know, the, the, the inner workings of the party. I mean, one assumes that. Your thoughts on the step-aside issue now? I mean, there's, you know, Ace Magashule, but so many others implicated um, in wrongdoing with allegations of it. Um, your thoughts on how the step-aside issue is finding its formation within, you know, conversations at the ANC? Yeah, well, what,
7: what I've decided now at the last ANC is that they will incorporate the input from the MEC's meetings, into the document, uh, then discuss it with with the provinces, because I think that is one of the, was one of the weaknesses of the original NEC meeting where they said that the the provincial uh, ANC uh, committees must do an investigation of who are potentially affected by it and and then call on them to step aside and in the end nothing happened. Um, and then it finally will go to the National Working Committee, um, and they must finalise it within one month. So the, the official statement of the of the NEC's meeting says that they have actually adopted these guidelines therefore already. It must just be finalised by the NWC, significantly not by the NEC, so it won't go back to the National Executive Committee, um, which is for me an indication that there's already a concession made on the, those who opposed it, that they, they won't be able to oppose it indefinitely. So I think there, there, is, a, there is an acceptance generally that it, it will become official policy of the ANC. It is a, at the same time part of a 2017 national conference resolution. And I think what President Ramaphosa and and those around him are, are using is this argument that it's not we want to implement it, it's a decision of the national conference. And because they are also accused of not implementing other resolutions of the national conference, I think they use that to say, but if you accuse us, well, here we want to implement one of these resolutions, and now you oppose it. So where is your principled approach to this? But I don't think in the end we are going to see uh, a completely new intervention in the ANC and that they will be stepping aside uh, actions taken on a a widespread level. Um, I think uh, that will still be a very, very difficult decision to implement.
1: Hmm. Professor Dirkotts here, Professor in Political Sciences of the University of South Africa. Thanks for your time. Good to connect with you and look forward to talking to you soon.
7: Thank
1: you very much. Good afternoon. OK, to What's Up we go. I'll also tell you that Naomi Osaka wins her fourth Grand Slam. She beat Jennifer Brady for the Australian Open. A big victory for her. Definitely doing amazing things in women's tennis. So, wow, Naomi Osaka, fourth Grand Slam. Amazing, amazing news coming through. OK, so What's Up's now on the programme. And here's Mr Roy Singh.
4: Good afternoon to the Newsbreak team and Daresh. We have a government that is totally corrupt, and corruption is rife, and nobody can do anything about it. Furthermore, if you look at Ace Makashuda, he's got supporters from all over, and they have illegal gathering, and no one bothers about that. And furthermore, his case has been postponed to August the 6th. Former President Jacob Zuma is being guarded by the uh, Katharadas from the county MCs where you got Nati M that's interfering, and furthermore, uh, you got people like Julius Malema that supports uh, Jacob Zuma. I wonder what this country is gonna come to, and it's a mockery again of our judicial system. Roy Singh Stanger.
1: Yeah, Magashule's case postponed, uh, will now set aside to the High Court in Blumentane for August the 11th there. Lloyd Naidu, hello.
5: Afternoon, Suresh. Great topic as always. The story with this corruption with ACE, Zuma, Melema and the Zondo Committee, all of them are friends. Every single one of them. Even our president, all of them are friends. They talk about this person, they talk about that person, but yet they can go to Encantla and have tea, have water, even our Beki Tele. Trust me, believe you me when I tell you this. After this lockdown, if and when this lockdown is over, you'll see all of them pulling out brand new cars. All of them seeing for themselves. And if they're doing corruption, what are the government doing about it? Shit all, nothing at all. Maybe doc.
1: Okay, Lord, we're going to have to leave it there with you. I'll just remind you to be very mindful of your uh, language when you are sending us voice notes on the program. Please do so. We do have to ascribe to a particular level of, of um, uh, standards when we are uh, sending voice notes through on the program. Okay, it's text messages then. Uh, Naresh says, forget the commission charge for Zuma uh, f- um, and charge him formally for state capture in the Concord. Uh, the meeting is the. Gathering of crooks who are doing utmost to avoid court. Yudesh says it seems like everyone getting invited to Zuma's house for tea these days. When are we getting invited, Yudesh? When you get that invitation, please tell me because I would like to maybe you know track what you guys discuss. Frank from peter maritzberg says, what is Zuma going to do with the commission? His advocate has stated clearly, if he's forced to put Zuma on the stand, he will say nothing. Hence the right um to silence. Uh, Taunty from Richards Bay says, uh, "This is not treason. Can we now start burning our national?" Okay, I'm going to have to leave that message. Um, so yeah, so those are your views coming. Those are your views coming through on the program today. Uh, we've got Rohini who says nothing new. All politicians from the ruling party are corrupt, but sadly nothing can be done to put a stop to this. Jenny from Mitchell's Plain, Cape Town, says our country is corrupt and it's far are spread and far too long. Chapter 2 says, when senior politicians within the ruling party speak, including our president mainly, whose choice of words create a mind frame within citizens that's conducive for him, focus on the number of times the words we can, we must, and we will are used. We have and we did. The visions they commit to, which they seek to align to their deeds, are welcome. But very, very, rarely do they align their deeds to their visions? I get the point. Chapter 2, yes, the language used is very important. Sami Mangal from Bristol says, "Uh, we didn't want to leave South Africa, but we had to because of the political leadership and the uh, lack thereof. Um, what will happen to our children and their future if the leadership is not going to enforce the law to everyone equally? My heart still yearns to come back home one day, but my concerns are unfolding as I see another Zimbabwe en route in time. The president must deploy the military to uphold the constitutional court order. That's a sad message, I have to say. Um, When somebody says, you know, I'm yearning to come back to South Africa, but I can't because I left due to the political, um, you know, Culture and climate. LA sent us a message. Malema's, lack, uh, sorry, Malema's attack on the judiciary during the week, I believe, reveals a part of the Nkandla agenda. This is to cast aspersions on judges before the impending arrest of more VBS looters. The step aside resolution was discussed before 2017 and it was therefore not a factional um, issue. It was taken to regain public trust in the ANC. It was simple. Anyone charged with serious uh, charges like uh, corruption should stand aside voluntary but when I say factional issue then I mean there is a split down the middle as to those who support it and those who do not uh, obviously those who have their hands dirty um, would not want it to be implemented and those who want to see those who have um, would would call for it so I think that is where the dynamic of it being a factional issue comes about and as for the uh, LA goes on to say that as for the MKMVA issue it's not a constitutional body of the ANC and is therefore not relevant in ANC policy but yes, they do make a lot of noise around ANC politics, don't they? So those are the issues that are um that have come through today on the program. I just want to say something. I apologize if the uh language used in certain voice notes today on the program um was inappropriate. And I'm going to also take the opportunity to please uh ask that you keep voice notes above board with regard to your language and and the messages that you um you um send us through on the program okay so tomorrow we go on to something light because it's been a while since we spoke about something light tomorrow is international mother tongue day what is your mother tongue please think about it we are going to be talking about great dynamics about your mother tongue um and i think my main question to you is do you speak your mother tongue? What level of interaction and engagement do you have with your mother tongue? And tomorrow when you voice note me, I'm going to ask you to send small snippets in your mother tongue and of course an English translation of what you've said, just tiny ones, so that we all can understand each other's mother tongue a little bit more and uh, you know, understand why it's important to preserve such. The broadcast came your way courtesy of the team, executive producers Salma Patel and Rachel Vadi from Resh, hey, have an awesome day.